Hey everyone, it's Dr. Sam, and we have a fabulous show today. I'm going to be talking about MSM eye drops, and then I'm going to answer a question about somebody who's had cataract surgery, but some membrane is growing over the new lens. What to do about that? Krukenberg spindles and how it affects the eyes, and mold. Does mold affect our eye health? And finally, fulvic acid. How does that affect our eyes? Well, stay tuned. Hey, everyone. It's Dr. Sam Byrne, and I'd like to welcome you to another Eye Clarity Podcast. We have a fantastic show today, and I want to start off with the first question. I'm getting this question a lot, and it has to do with MSM eye drops. So listen closely. We have a listener who has written me about where can she get MSM eye drops now that I am not able to sell them on my web store. Well, this is a interesting question because, you know, the FDA is uh, definitely watching on how these natural eye drops are being produced and manufactured. And one of the issues that we were running into was that our own manufacturers uh, weren't able to continue to produce the MSM eye drops. So MSM is an amazing ingredient. It's actually uh, sulfur, organic sulfur, and sulfur is the third leading trace mineral that we have in our body. And MSM has been used many year, for many years uh, to reduce joint pain, improve skin and hair health, uh, to improve collagen health. So it helps reduce inflammation, and it also works hand-in-hand with glutathione. So there's a detoxification uh, response that happens. Now, there are some MSM eye drops still on the market. Now, I'm not endorsing any of the, the brands. I think what you have to do at this point is you have to investigate the companies that are producing MSM and see if they're reputable. Is the MSM organic? Are they following the uh, FDA rules? Uh, at this point, uh, I'm unable to endorse any, M- any MSM eye drops. But that being said, there are some on the market. Now, some alternative uh, methods that I'm using to you know, help people reduce floaters and dry eye is a much bigger scope than just using an eye drop. And I think that, you know, as, as I've said many times, that any eye problem has its roots systemically and metabolically in, in the body. And to think that an eye drop or a pill or a capsule is the silver bullet Um, is just, um, it doesn't fit with the wellness model that I present. 
what you're doing is if you're seeking, like, I want this eye drop for me to, to get the answer, you're still in the disease-based model. You're still in the fix-it model. And uh, you're never going to get to the root cause. So if we take, for example, uh, you know, you've got dry eye syndrome. Some of that is really the source of it involves not getting enough fats and oils in your diet, uh, being under chronic visual stress and probably systemic stress. So your adrenal system is overworking. You're probably living in some kind of an inflammatory response uh, in your intestinal system. So there isn't an eye drop in the world that's going to get rid of a dry eye syndrome thinking that the eye drop is going to do everything. If we take something like glaucoma, which is a vascular disease, many researchers now are saying that glaucoma starts in the brain, that there's a vascular disease that occurs in the brain, and that affects uh, the eye circulation. Again, certainly an eye drop by itself is not going to do it. I would say at this point, the safe eye drops that you can use that are therapeutic would either be simoliacin and or um, optique. These are both homeopathic eye drops. Their companies have been around a long time. And certainly using those eye drops in the techniques that I teach would be the eye bath and the eye massage. And using those uh, four to six times a day would be very effective. Now, there is an, a castor oil eye drop that I've been using, and my patients have been responding. They're getting great results. This is a hexane-free, organic castor oil eye drop. Now, the caveat here is, is that you only want to use a little bit of the eye drop because it's very dense. It's very thick. And you put a little bit on your fingers, and you massage it on the eyelids. I'd start doing this before bed, and see if that, uh, that can help you. So overall, um, I think that if you want to continue with MSM, you can certainly take it orally. And one of the best ways to get sulfur into your body would be through cruciferous vegetables. And you know, looking at boosting your glutathione levels, your trace mineral selenium, uh, the herbal formula, milk thistle, these would be all add-ons and other avenues that you could use uh, if you don't want to go down the MSM eye drop route. But I'm sorry, I just don't have a source that I can conf confidently um, endorse right now. I still think that the substance is great, uh, but um, that's kind of where it's at. So thank you so much for the question. I really, really appreciate it. I would like to take a question from Linda, and she writes, she says, you've helped me so much in the past. I've had a macular hole that you helped, and then I had a detached retina, and you gave me some exercises and some nutrients to help me heal from that. Now I've had cataract surgery, but something is growing on the lens, and things are blurry. What do you recommend? Well, Linda, what... Um, what you're referring to is that when we have cataract surgery, the natural lens uh, is removed and a new plastic lens is put inside the lens membrane, which is called the bag or capsule. And in a small number of patients, 
what happens is that the capsule thickens after the surgery, and this creates a cloudiness, and this is what you're experiencing. Now, um, the only way to get rid of the thickening is by doing a very simple outpatient laser procedure. They use a YAG laser, and it's an outpatient procedure, as I said, very easy to do, and they're able to dissolve the, uh, the growth uh, from the capsule. So I would recommend that. I think it's really the only way that you're going to get rid of the, the blurriness. And uh, it's, a, you know, it's a pretty simple procedure. It won't take long. And that would be what I would recommend. Now, you're asking another question about your eyelashes. This is a, a condition where when the eyelashes turn in, they irritate the eyes. And this causes a redness, irritation. Um, and so there are a couple ways to get rid of these uh, eyelashes. One is to use small forceps to pluck the, the lashes out. Uh, you can actually use a, uh, or a doctor would do this and would use a, an anesthetic, um, a topical anesthetic, so that you wouldn't feel it. Another way to do it is by getting electrolysis, and this would, uh, through electricity, remove the lashes. You know, I always find that whenever there's eyelash uh, difficulty, that right above the eyelashes uh, are the glands of the eye that uh, produce the tears, and that many times there's an inflammation or a clogging. So using the uh, homeopathic eye drops or the castor oil eye drops uh, can be helpful in reducing any inflammation. Anyways, Linda, thank you so much for listening tuning in, and uh, thanks so much for the questions. Okay, let's take a question from Susan, and she's asking about Krugenberg's spindle. Many people have not heard about this, but this Krugenberg spindle is the name given to a pattern that actually forms on the back surface of the cornea. So remember the cornea is the clear window of the front of the eye, and the cornea has uh, different layers to it, so it's the back layer of the cornea, and what happens is, is that there's a, a pigment layer that starts to form, and uh, the, the significance of this has to do with what uh, this pigment could turn into. Um, one of the diseases that can occur uh, from this condition is called pseudo-exfoliation glaucoma. I actually did a video blog on it. It's on my website. And basically, this is a secondary glaucoma that um, uh, what happens is, is that there are these protein particles that break off, and they begin to uh, target different parts of the eye tissue. And specifically, they begin to clog up what we call the trabecular meshwork and Schlem's canal. And these are transport systems inside the eye that help circulate the fluid. So if you've got these Krukenberg spindles, you want to get regular eye exams to make sure that none of the, that pigment breaks off because this can actually cause a rapid increase in your eye pressure. And in doing that, uh, what tends to happen is you can start losing your peripheral vision. So some things that you can do holistically 
would be, first of all, to make sure your cornea is well lubricated and hydrated. Again, getting enough fats and oils in your diet, uh, using natural eye drops on a regular basis, reducing visual stress. Uh, these are all things that are very important for keeping your cornea uh, healthy. Some other things to consider would be reducing your oxidative stress by uh, getting more antioxidants into your uh, body, especially eating an anti-inflammatory diet. And um, I think that if you are at all at risk of developing glaucoma, uh, it's important that you protect your optic nerve, which is you want to make sure you're getting enough om omega-3 fatty acids. I also recommend acupuncture and craniosacral therapy as this, these two modalities help increase your eye lymph and your circulation. They also support the liver, the spleen, the gallbladder. These are all very important organs that uh, um, support eye health. So I think it's important to, um, uh, to check in with your eye doctor if you feel you've got this condition. Uh, certainly, there are a lot of things that you can do to neutralize it, and um, it's a great question, so thank you so much. Okay, let's take uh, a question from Bill, and he's asking about something called fulvic acid, and a, a lot of people don't know about fulvic acid. It's actually an antioxidant that occurs naturally in certain soils, plants, and plant-based foods. Uh, Fulvic acid has some ma many great benefits. I think it, what it does is mostly it targets the mitochondria in producing more energy on a cellular level, and this helps in the transportation and the absorption of nutrients to the cells. And the better the absorption, this indirectly is going to improve the immune system. Now, fulvic acid can be applied externally to conditions like athlete's foot, burns, open wounds. Um, and because of the you know, farming practices today, especially using pesticides and GMO uh, seeds and, and things like that, it's more difficult to get fulvic acid in your diet. So fulvic acid, if, if you're going to uh, go down that route and use it, you want to uh, look for foods that are pesticide-free uh, and that the soil contains a lot of minerals. Uh, organic farmers usually don't use pesticides or other chemicals, and you know the small farmers that, that I find at uh, farmer's markets there would be more of a chance that you would be able to get the fulvic acid because they're using organic vegetables and a diversity of soil, um, and this would be you know, what you're looking for. Some of the best uh, organic vegetables that go, grow directly in the soil would be things like radishes, beets, and potatoes. I call them the root, the root vegetables, so to speak. You know, another product that uh, has a lot of fulvic acid is something called organic blackstrap molasses. And so this is a, a thick, syrupy substance that you can use as a sweetener. Uh, there's also a, a supplement that you can use. It's called Selagit. And this is derived from rocks in the Himalayan mountains. 
And this contains a high concentrate of fulvic acid. It's usually sold in a powder form. And uh, it does have a bitter taste. So I kind of mix it in with my other uh, things in my smoothie formulas. Fulvic acid supplements are readily available, and they're usually found in trace mineral supplements, but you want to make sure that fulvic acid is actually listed as one of the ingredients, because sometimes in these mineral substances, or the mineral supplements, uh, they're not including fulvic acid. But it's certainly something to check into, uh, and I think, you know, the bottom line here is that if you can eat more organic vegetables, you have a really good chance of getting fulvic acid into your diet. Okay, this next question is very interesting. A uh, listener is asking, uh, she's been diagnosed with uh, mold, black mold in her body, and she wants to know if it can affect her eyes. So more and more people are being diagnosed with uh, mold, uh, specifically black mold. And mold likes to thrive in warm, uh, humid, moist environments. Uh, you know, if you've had any leaks in your apartment or your house, uh, this would be especially in the bathroom or in your shower, uh, sometimes in the basement. Uh, mold will grow plentifully. And as you get exposed to the spores, of the mold, it starts entering your lungs, and this creates a really harmful situation. Some of the common mold poisoning symptoms, uh, if you're not having difficulty breathing, would be coughing, wheezing, nose stuffiness, itchy or red eyes, and we're gonna talk more about mold in the eyes in a moment. Feeling exhausted, uh, frequently coughing, um, chest colds, um, losing your hair, anxiety, stomach pains, seasonal chronic allergies, uh, asthma. So, you know, th this uh, prevalence of mold in our, you know, in our, situ in our system, um, what I am finding is that people with uh, retinal edema, Macular degeneration, especially wet macular degeneration, many times they've been exposed to mold. And when they get rid of the mold, the wet macular degeneration goes away. Not many people know that, but that's a very important correlation. Any retinal edema, cystoid macular edema, um, even some of the conditions like diabetic retinopathy and other conditions in the eye that are affecting the retina where there's edema or fluid, basically what's happening is that uh, the mold is now situated in your body and specifically your eyes. And, you know, since the eyes have one of the highest concentration of blood vessels in the body, it's pretty obvious that, yes, you're going to be getting mold um, in your eyes because of the circulation. So there's certainly, you can go more conventional route in um, treating the mold. I think the first thing to do would be to seek out a functional medicine doctor or a naturopathic doctor where you can get either a blood test, a skin prick. Um, so there's different ways that you can test for it. 
Some remedies, if you're going to go the natural route, would be uh, raw garlic. And, uh, you know, garlic has an amazing antifungal ability. So you can either eat more um, capsules, uh, when I say eat more raw garlic, or you can get the garlic through capsules. And I'm recommending 600 to 900 milligrams of garlic capsules or tablets daily. And this can go a long way in reducing your toxic mold exposure. Um, another thing you can use is something called activated charcoal. And this is taken as a supplement. And this is a great cleanser for, for mold. Uh, so that would be another one. Another one I like is chlorophyll. We know the chlorophyll obviously has a very concentrated green pigment. It has the ability to protect uh, DNA from damaging toxicities uh, like mold and other, um, you know, funguses. Fun uh, so uh, chlorophyll uh, has antifungal and antibacterial properties, and it would be another one that I would use to reduce the mold symptoms. One of the things that mold loves is sugar, so eliminating sugar in your diet will be very helpful. Um, I would also consider the essential oils, tea tree oil and grapefruit oil. Uh, those are fabulous where you can apply those to the body. What I like to do, another one I would do is, is lime as well. Lime, grapefruit, and tea tree. Um, all of these have antifungal properties and putting three to four drops on the soles of your feet twice a day uh, can be very beneficial because that will then penetrate the skin and get into the bloodstream. And those particular essential oils are great for um, reducing uh, the mold. So overall, uh, there is definitely a very strong correlation uh, with mold, black mold, and your eye health. And if you are having some symptoms or even if you've been diagnosed with, you know, these strange eye conditions, I would definitely consult a functional medicine doctor uh, to see if you can, um, you know, find out if you've been exposed to mold, get rid of the mold, and your eyes could actually clear up quite nicely. So thank you so much for the question. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Burns' information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.